The Great Pyramid of Giza is Egypt's most famous building in the world and the only original surviving wonder of the world. Besides being very famous, it used to be the tallest building in the world for around 4,000 years. Its massive size and enormous importance make us curious about how the ancient Egyptians constructed this masterpiece. Throughout history, we have figured out the construction methods of significantly newer buildings in the ancient world, like the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and the Pantheon. But we needed help figuring out how the ancient Egyptians constructed the Great Pyramid of Giza. For a long time, we didn't bother to understand hieroglyphics properly until the discovery of the Rosetta Stone. Thanks to that one Arabian person who tried to connect the hieroglyphics to Arabic in the early Middle Ages. He needed help figuring out what the hieroglyphics say. The actual person who did this was John Francois Champollion. Throughout the years, there were a lot of ridiculously fictional and unrealistic construction theories to figure out the magnificence of the Egyptian pyramids, ranging from using enslaved labor to having actual aliens build them. In this episode of the weirdest parts of history, I will discuss how these theories came to be, and as we try to examine these ridiculous findings, we will discuss how the ancient Egyptians built the Great Pyramid of Giza. But first, we needed to know a bit about the Great Pyramid of Giza. Pharaoh Khufu commissioned the building of this infamous building as a tribute to him. According to the BBC archive, he was the first pharaoh to build a pyramid at Giza and he was an incredible ruler, according to inferences of the massive size of the pyramid. He was the second pharaoh of the 4th dynasty during the Old Kingdom, which was why it was in the 2700s BCE, literally the oldest of the original seven wonders of the world. The pyramid contained the tomb of Khufu. We cannot prove that because they stole a lot of stuff there. Even like during the Middle Kingdom, the Old Kingdom days, because they stuff is so valuable. Because the building was over 5,000 years ancient, we have trouble finding primary sources from the ancient Egyptians. We found some of them, and I'll tell you later. The Egyptians, they do document the entire building process of the pyramids of Egypt, but sadly, we couldn't find enough of them. So we only get to have access to like the very few we have and that's all we can do. Because they're so old, we took the fact that they decay through time. The papers have decayed even more since foreign invaders conquered and ruled ancient Egypt. When the ancient Greeks curated the seven wonders of the ancient world, they didn't bother to learn about the ancient Egyptians and this pyramid. Alexander the Great, he left his four generals to form four kingdoms, and Ptolemy made a kingdom in Egypt without bothering to know what the ancient Egyptians do, so not even Cleopatra can even save it. Since then, other conquerors have yet to care deeply about the great pyramids of Egypt. A general during the Middle Ages tried to destroy the building for an Islamic cause, which failed. Like, it's, the building was not the Great Pyramid of Giza. It's like one of the um, smaller pyramids. It made a dent. 
So, like, these pyramids, they're basically indestructible. Speaking of the Greeks, they hypothesized that hundreds of thousands of enslaved workers constructed the Great Pyramid of Giza. It was a guess, and I needed help finding the proper online evidence so I can get to the primary source on exactly why Herodotus, the Greek historian, believed that enslaved workers built the pyramids. It didn't really help though because the Bible and things in popular culture further brought this myth to popular opinion even though yeah these things are insane I don't know why they're like that. Another thing and I'm gonna say it again the Great Pyramid of Giza is a majestic pyramid of incredible symmetry. Now I mean like incredible like like this because it's not perfect right? Um, like this thing is bricks and I will discuss more about that later but when the Egyptians first finished it we don't really know what it looks like because it's all chipped away but from artistic interpretations of it you can see that the building's supposed to be like covered in this white limestone padding or something like that I don't know what they use but it looks much much wider than it does today but then again it's chipped at some points and sometimes when you go to the top and like some pyramids but because of the build of the overall pyramids the Egyptians built you don't really see that or like it makes very little effect on the durability of the pyramids. And because of that, some theorists couldn't believe that the ancient Egyptians have the knowledge and the means to construct these buildings. It was all before the 21st century, so alien theorists theorized that aliens built these Egyptian pyramids. The Great Pyramid, along with the other two pyramids, were better shaped than others built centuries earlier. Never mind the amount of work that has gone into preserving them over the past several centuries. These two theories are the most ridiculous theories I've found. And since the 21st century, Egyptologists have debunked them with flying colors due to the discovery of ancient artifacts in the region of the Old Kingdom in Egypt. I can tell you right now. 1. The construction workers were free Egyptians at the time. These workers lived in huge dormitories, part of a vast settlement with 20,000 people. Like the architect Mirror, team leaders lived in luxury houses as the ancient Egyptians defined them. The settlement was like a city with places to eat and yeah, that's all I can find. The workers were religious because they saw sources of prestige and gifts through the Great Pyramid. In ancient Egyptian tradition, the death of pharaohs was something special. To them, these pharaohs had the plans for the future, and the workers should obey them because they were gods. So the Great Pyramid of Giza was a plan for Khufu. 2. Aliens don't exist in the world. We've seen examples where all kinds of human buildings, like the ones who built the Stonehenge, they can create stuff in, with incredible precision, like in a way that even when we go to extreme means of scientific proof, there are historians and geologists that literally measure the Great Pyramids, the like the, its position to stars, and they found like like the precision from like one to like a cosmic star is basically dead on. So yeah, the ancient Egyptian workers were better at using their old tools than us today. Again, they only had half these tools and we can build the perfect Egyptian pyramid in less than two years.
like the Luxor Las Vegas. If the aliens didn't exist and construct the Great Pyramid of Giza, how did the Egyptians build it? To answer this question, I've curated a list of approaches to give you opinions from various architects, engineers, historians, and Egyptologists. At least how I found them. The first approach I found interesting was that the ancient Egyptians hand-carved the limestone for the pyramids. For those who don't know, limestone is a sedimentary rock composed mainly of mineral calcite, which is a calcium carbonate. Limestone is used as a construction material in buildings and historically in bridges. It also is used to make cement in the construction of roads as railroad ballast and in fertilizer. Uh, limestone was prevalent in Western history, with one notable example being the renovation of modern Paris in the 1870s. The architect of the time, Haussmann, ordered using local limestone to set an order on like how the buildings are supposed to look like, and that is the basis to make the buildings more structured and orderly. And even though I, this is an example in Western history, the Egyptians also had a source for the local limestone near Giza, and they have the Nile River helping them. Another capability of limestone is the fact that you can mold it easily to what you want under a specific temperature. It was one of the ways how the Notre Dame Cathedral could use limestone for very intricate detail. Alright, so now where was I? Alright, um... Yeah, so I explained what limestone is from the hand carving of the limestone. So, I'll discuss the hand carving of the limestone. The Egyptians used stone tools to chip much of the limestone to incredible precision. But they were realistic about how to use the limestone. According to Franz Lohner, the unique stone was called the torus stone. Uh, the torus stone is the outer block you see on the outside and that's the one that receives the most wear and tear. The Egyptians, they used two poles of equal height connected with the tight rope under which the walks were placed to achieve symmetry. This strategy allowed them to see whether walks could barely slide in and out from under these ropes. If they found a point at which the rope made obvious contact with the walk's surface, they could just simply mark it and then scrape away the high point using flint scraper or a sandstone rubber. This hypothesis makes sense. The walks look pretty intact inside the Great Pyramid of Giza. The Egyptians knew back then that they must carve the stones precisely. Yeah, the Egyptians knew back then that they must carve the stones precisely to teeth and adjust to make sure that the buildings can survive. As it does today. But I mean, I found it in some posts from Korra. And for now, we have yet to see any piece of evidence. Though, we have some confidence that the Egyptians carved the limestone as it was. When you look inside the, the Great Pyramid of Giza, it looks very nice. This hypothesis is the only theory I found regarding the limestone carving. The rest of the ideas were regarding the actual construction of the pyramids. The first theory was that the Egyptians used their bolts 
to transport these limestone bricks for construction. I made it up, but it was true. One remarkable discovery was a papyrus. It's basically the paper before China developed and exported it that revealed a part of the pyramid's construction. From CBC Docs, this papyrus describes how wooden bolts and ingenious system of waterworks transported blocks of limestone and granite weighing up to 15 tons from 13 kilometers away. This papyrus is a section of the Diary of Mera, an official involved in constructing the Great Pyramid. From this papyrus, every summer when the Nile flooded, giant dikes were opened to divert water from the river and channel it through a pyramid through a man-made canal system creating an inland port which allowed boats to dock the work set just a hundred just a few hundred meters away from the growing pyramid the egyptian workers constructed artificial ports to take advantage of the Nile flooding they even made boats that didn't even use nails this claim came to be when an archaeologist, Mohammed Abed Magid, attempted to recreate one Egyptian boat using the ancient tomb carvings and the remains of an old dismantled ship. Further 3D scans revealed that the intricate sewing of the ropes helps join the boat pieces together. So the boats were very impressive, even for the time. If you have any information about early ships during the 2700s BCE, let me know at my Instagram handle uh, at hi I am Kevin Trent. The second theory was that the Egyptians used a colossal ramp and their massive number of workers to pull the limestone to its desired spot. This theory seemed plausible because the Greeks thought of it as a strategy. However, we have yet to figure out what exactly the type of ramp the Egyptians used for the pyramids. There are loads of ideas from our observations in various sources. One approach is the zigzag ramp. If the Egyptians constructed the zigzag ramp, they would build it during the pyramid's construction. The Egyptians would drag their limestone and place them on the spot. Now, I have this one problem with the zigzag ramp. The problem was that the Egyptians must constantly adjust it throughout the building. Even though the zigzag ramp takes fewer resources and time to build, the Egyptians must take each one down and build another as it goes up to the top. It can bring initial about one time, but I mean, time's for the gods. Another approach was they use a giant ramp. Again, that's the same problems as the zigzag ramp. And besides, this big ramp takes up a lot of resources. I just realized that there is another theory on ramps constructing the Great Pyramid of Giza. Um... French architect Jean-Pierre Houdin developed an approach that the Great Pyramid of Giza has an internal ramp. It goes from the bottom with the largest size to the top which decreases in size. The Egyptian construction workers would pull the limestone bricks through these internal ramps, minus the risk of falling and losing lives. 
Some people were concerned regarding the insane 90 degree turn for the limestone to keep going. Houdini did have some proof. In 2008, Bob Brief climbed the north side of the Great Pyramid to have a closer look at the notch. While investigating this area, Brief noticed that the floor surrounding the gap was very uneven, measuring 18 feet wide and 20 feet high. It's like 5.5 meters and 6.1 meters with enough room to turn their stones. Behind an opening in the gap, the, this gap is like 18 inches wide, that's 50 centimeters, and 5 feet tall, that's 1.5 meters. It's basically a small room. On the inside of the pyramid, some paintings revealed that there was an internal ramp to assist the development of this pyramid. The source I received this information was from a 2016 research report about basically the same thing at Brown University. In 2016, Houdin and Brief are working on obtaining approval from the Supreme Court of Antiquities to perform a non-destructive survey of the pyramid to test the existence of an internal ramp. So, if you guys have new information about the internal ramp theory from John Pierre Houdin, you can follow me and message me on Instagram again. It's at hi I'm Kevin Trin. Now I have one more theory that does not use ramps. In another YouTube video, the Egyptians used a series of ropes to bind the limestone bricks. They tied them around the limestone bricks with a twist. On top of the limestone bricks, they attached these flexible things called floats. These floats were dead animal skins that would keep the limestone intact along with some bulky structures on top of them. I don't know the, if the Egyptians used them but I do know though that I did not describe it to you guys to understand the bindings of the limestone. So if you, you're interested in learning more about it and or listening it at home, I'll have a video link in the description and I will try to do the timestamps. After the Egyptians transported these limestone bricks, these bricks went through a series of entrances. These series of entries were a complex ramp that, for some scientific reason, can carry the blocks up using water and gravity. It basically defies Newton's laws of motion. The Egyptians have to be careful. They have to open the doors in just the right amount of time and the amount. After the blocks went up to the top of the base, they went around the floor until they reached the desired size. The construction workers can drain the water and take the floats off the wooded limestone blocks. They have to manually move the blocks using the tools available to the desired spot. The only drawback was that the Egyptians must construct a new base above the old one. They already established a plan for the interior. You can actually go inside the Great Pyramid of Giza if you don't know. So they have to make space for the interior and they can decorate it later. But it was in the 2700 BC and I've been mentioned several times that the Egyptians, they have to build new bases every single time when they increase the elevation of the pyramid. So they have no choice. Just for fun, I'll talk about the keystone of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Unfortunately, we don't have it because someone stole this keystone. Again, we 
don't know what material the Egyptians used for the keystone. Egyptologists theorized that the ancient Egyptians used gold to top off the Great Pyramid of Giza due to its significance for Pharaoh Khufu. And these theories were all the ones we have for building the Great Pyramid of Giza. Contrary to public opinion, the Egyptians did keep records of their building processes. However, I've mentioned that the various conquerors have decayed these records. Therefore, we need a definitive path to how the ancient Egyptians built the Great Pyramid of Giza. For the moment, I believe that the Egyptians used a mix of hoodens and whoops and entrances to construct the pyramid. And honestly, I have a prediction that if we actually can find enough records to actually figure out how the Egyptians constructed the Great Pyramid of Giza, I think that it's going to be a mix of all these theories. The construction of the Great Pyramid of Giza differed from what we expected, and the construction techniques, they make sense for the time being. Of course, the Egyptian construction workers were excellent, and the pyramid was a masterpiece of their achievements during the Old Kingdom era. Their techniques did shock us and gave us new perspectives on how different people from different periods utilized the resources they had. And there you have it. This is how the ancient Egyptians constructed the Great Pyramid of Giza. If you want to support us, follow us on the platform you are listening to it from. This podcast is available on 5 streaming platforms and I have them here. I suggest you to download this episode and any episode from the show, especially if you really enjoyed it. Again, you can go to my Instagram handle at hi, I am Kevin Trin. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you guys in the next episode.